Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. You know, this jealousy is righteous and it's holy because it's coming from God. Deuteronomy chapter 4, 23 and 24 says, He spoke again and he said to his people, So watch yourselves that you don't forget the covenant of the Lord your God which he made with you. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've been learning about the names that God uses to reveal different facets of his nature, his character, and his attributes. And in this program, we're going to be looking at another one of the names of God. And depending on where you put the emphasis, it's Elkanah or Elkanah. Which way, which way did Elkanah. I get it? Elkanah. Elkanah. You almost I got, got it wrong it. both times. <laughs> Elkanah. <so> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's been really interesting learning about the names of God because you, it reveals so much about him. This particular name, Elkanah, is kind of controversial. There's a lot of people who kind of, well, I don't like that particular name. That doesn't fit my idea of the way God should be. Mm. Um, well, fortunately for us and fortunately for God, he doesn't need our permission <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> when it comes to the kind of attributes that he demonstrates and reveals to us. Okay, so this is basically meaning that God is a jealous God. Now, to us, the word being jealous is a negative attribute. Mm, yeah. We would I'm say, green with jealousy. Yes, and we would go, that is not healthy, mm. you know, that don't want to be eaten up with jealousy and, you know, wanting what somebody else has got or, or whatever. Um, but if, if, if God is jealous and he's righteous and pure, then he has a right to be jealous. So it's really important to get the context. Okay. This is where a lot of people get. They can get confused about mm. something. I can remember actually hearing, um, uh, I think it was Oprah Winfrey talk about how she was in a Baptist church and she was believing in God until she heard that God was a jealous God. And then she went, hang on a second. And that turned her right off. Mm. And, uh, and we, and we know the kind of spirituality, you know, that she now embraces, sadly. But she didn't understand. It wasn't explained to her the context. Okay. So in these, in this context, the word Elkanah is referring to a marriage relationship. So it's important we go through some of these scriptures because God is relating to his people, his national people, Israel, as him being a husband and Israel being his wife. So you've got to keep this mm. context, all right? Isaiah 54, 5 says, For your husband is your maker, whose name is the Lord of hosts, and your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, who is called the God of all the earth. Okay, mm. so there's another one there. Yeah, well, Jeremiah thirty-one twenty-two says, Not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. Yeah, and then Ezekiel sixteen thirty-two it says, You adulterous wife who takes strangers instead of her husband. And that was God speaking to Israel when she was worshipping false gods. Mm. So if you are looking at this particular name, Elkanah, in a context of a husband and wife relationship, he's completely within his rights mm. to express jealousy over his wife being unfaithful. That's right, yeah. So it's not unreasonable, it's not negative, it's not bad. But it, it actually goes a little bit um, further than that. Okay, so again, the, the word kanah, it means jealous or zealous or envy. 
again, keep that in the context of a marriage relationship. Okay, so God uses, and I, I think that it's really one of the, the reasons why it's so important that we maintain the sanctity of marriage in a human mm. environment because it's reflective of the relationship that God has with his people, that Christ has with the church. Yeah. You corrupt the marriage and it corrupts this Beautiful, perfect picture that mm. God has presented to us. This is the this is the 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 kind of relationship He wants to have with His people. And uh, if you look at the very first time that this uh, word is used in the Old Covenant, it's in Exodus, Exodus twenty verses four and five, and it says, God, "This is God spoke to His people, and He said." You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water underneath the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children on the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me. Now, when you read that, you kind of think you're jealous, mm. and if you don't get your own way, you're just going to heap all this destruction on all these following generations. Mm. That's not right. But put it back in its context of a husband and a wife. So there, there's another passage there. Do you want to grab this one, Robbo? Yep. So this is uh, Exodus 34 uh, from verse 13 to 16. It says, again, God speaks to his people and says, rather, you were to tear down their altars and smash their sacred pillars and cut down their ashram. For you shall not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Otherwise, you might make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land and they would play the harlot with their gods and sacrifice to their gods and someone might invite you to eat of his sacrifice and might take some of his daughters for your sons and his daughters might play the harlot with their gods and cause your sons also to play the harlot with their gods. Okay, so again... If you've got a husband who is jealous for his wife, he loves his wife, he wants to protect his wife, then and she goes off and she's cheating on him, what's that doing to their mm. relationship? Okay, you're talking about let's have a look at the consequences yeah. of that kind of infidelity, the consequences on God's people if they were to intermarry and embrace pagan idols and worship practices of the nations around about them. They worship devils. They sacrificed their children to those devils. They embraced all manner of sexual immorality with devastating consequences. It's God's people, if they didn't remain faithful to him, they would actually destroy themselves. The consequences would have been of their own. Mm. And that would have then been passed down from generation to generation. What do we see in our own human yeah, lives? That's right. The consequences of the sins of our Great-grandparents can be felt down through successive generations. Mm. And God was jealous for his people, for his wife, for his children. Yeah. So really God's trying to protect them from that, isn't there? Yes. Like that's where the jealousy comes in or the yeah. envy. It's like he's actually wanting for their own benefit to protect them from those repercussions. Absolutely. This, this, level, this expression of jealousy or zealous envy had nothing to do with the green-eyed monster that was just jealous for themselves. Mm. This was about the protection and the care, as you said, for his own people because mm. of what was going to happen to them. He didn't want them destroying themselves. And and again, you know, this jealousy is righteous and it's holy because it's coming from God. Mm. Deuteronomy uh, chapter 4, 23 and 24 says, God spoke, he spoke again and he said to his people, so watch yourselves that you don't forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you. 
and make for yourselves a graven image in the form of anything against which the Lord your God has commanded you. For the Lord your God is consuming fire. He is a jealous God. All the covenants that God made with his people were eternal and unconditional, except for one. And that was the Mosaic covenant. That was the rules, the regulations. Mm. Don't do this. Don't do that. Do this and do the other. But don't do that. And if you do that, this is going to happen. And if you don't do the other, then the other thing is going to happen. That was the only covenant that was conditional. And it was doing all of those things that would bring all of these negative consequences on them. If you commit adultery and you sleep around, you destroy your family, you destroy your children, you can end up with a disease that could kill you, that could be passed on to yada, yada, mm. yada. Yeah. And so that one held all the consequences. This was the blessing and the cursing. Yeah, you obey wrong. this. Yeah. Good things will happen. You disobey this and bad things will happen. That's the consequences that get passed down from generation to generation. God knew that. And he said, I am so jealous for you. I love you. I want to protect you. I want to spare you from all that. Can't you see what's going on in your Mm. neighboring countries? Can't you see the devastation? Don't be like that. (laughs) And so he said, I'm, I'm jealous for you. I want to protect you. So it's very, it's a very, a righteous and holy attribute that God is uh, demonstrating here, but you can see the severity or the seriousness of it, of why mm. this is so important. And we, we shouldn't look at this this particular name, Elkanah, as something bad or something that demeans God or, mm. or lesses him. It's this very holy response. Well, it is a fascinating study, and you can find out more about that on the notes on the website, vision.org.au slash foundations. But we're going to learn about another name of God next time on the program, and that is Adonai. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources, and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.